time, before we get to today's episode, we have a quick word from our sponsor. Tired of drinking out of a boring tumbler? Want to make your morning coffee cup one of a kind? Expand with tipsy tumblers. You can special order cups, shot glasses, bookmarks, rolling trays for your cigarettes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can get one with a picture of a special someone or one with Spider-Man. The options are endless. You can upload your own pictures or pick from her selection of design. With Valentine's Day coming up, this could be a great gift for that special someone. Or even just for yourself. Hey. <laughs> you can use the code GAMES2023 at checkout to save 10%. You go to angeltipsytumblers.myshopify.com. There will also be a link in the show notes. Now on to our episode today. Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're episode 212 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who's not really a Zelda clone with me tonight? Hi, this is Blake Eglund. Michael Hughes. Hey, Greg Stewart here. Welcome back, guys. And Greg, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on the Player One Podcast and at Generation 16 on YouTube. Both great shows. Thanks. I listen to Player Player One off pretty often, <laughs> and I've listened to Generation 16 too. It's pretty good. Damn right. Did you Did you end up so the game that we're talking about? Because when I think of a Sega game, I, I think of Greg automatically Aww. at this point now. But we're here to talk about Crusader of Senti, which came developed by Next Tech, came out in North America in 1995 and published by Atlas, a game that I, I didn't know existed <laughs> for a long time. Really? I didn't hear about it until uh, Snest Trunk did a YouTube episode about it, and that's how okay. I first heard about this game. I think the I think how most people have heard of it is that it's super uh, expensive, mm-hmm. like that it's rare. That's uh, I think that's oh, what really? most people know about it, but that's about it until the Genesis Mini Two. When did that come out? <laughs> uh, the Mini Two, uh, late last year, like November, I think. October. I got a lot of people that commented about it, and when I, cause I, I I posted like a few different groups for comments, thinking nobody's going to answer me, and all of a sudden I got more than I gotten like for anything. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised you've never heard of it just because it's just one of those. It seems to me like one of those games that has sort of gotten a lot of uh, virtual ink on the Internet more because of its rarity than, you know, that people have played it, you know? Yeah, so. no, I, I knew nothing about it really until <laughs> I want to say if I think Mike, I think me and you had already met. And we're already recording at the time when you show me that video from Snest Trunk or something like that. Yeah, I know we've talked about this sometime in the past. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I don't, I mean, I'm a guy who loved RPGs and grew up in that era and loved, I, I guess I wasn't much of a Genesis kid. I was a SNES kid, but yeah, I just didn't, knew nothing really about this game. And then finally I decided I just, I need to play it finally once and for all. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that people not playing it back when it came out is, is pretty common as well, because I mean, it was like, you know, a 1995 release. I think it came to the U S like last as far yeah. as like the different regions. And, you know, I mean, Sega in particular was sort of in the throes of like the Genesis is dying, the Sega CD is dying, the 32X thing was happening, and you know, the Saturn <laughs> was right around the corner. And like, I mean, I forget when E3 was that year, I think it was May, which is when they launched the Saturn. And I mean, this came out in March, so it didn't have any time on the shelves, and the Genesis was already waning at that point. So it's not, you know, I mean, I personally, as a big Sega fan, I never played it. I had a roommate oh. who, who rented it and played through it. But I, you know, I didn't touch this game until a few years back when I was uh, when someone requested that I play it on an on an extra life stream. And even then, like I got you know, a few hours into it, but I didn't I didn't finish it. So, yeah, oh, I mean, nice. it, it was pretty unknown to me, too. I knew about it. I just hadn't really played it. I was mainly drawn to it because it's, you know, supposedly a Zelda clone and it looks like a Zelda clone. It is not a Zelda clone, in my Ooh. opinion. Yeah, it just 
has that same style, but it's it's a completely different game. Yeah, I, I I think that's one of the reasons I didn't touch it either. Wasn't you know it looked like sort of a low rent Zelda. I mean, to the point that some of the sprites look like they lifted them directly out of Link to the Past. But <laughs> it's yeah, it's not when you play it. It's like this is his own thing, and it's too bad they didn't market it that way because it really I I, I don't know. It's 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 interesting at least. It's different. Mm-hmm. It would. It's done not better. like uh, what is it? New Utopia on the Turbo Graphics, which is just carbon right. copies Zelda clone. Right. Exactly. Never heard of this. Oh Just really? Kidding. Yeah. I Turbo Graphics is something that I'm way I have no knowledge of. I got that one on the the Wii Virtual Console. That's where I came across mm. it. Or PC Engine Mini again, mini consoles all the way. <laughs> you have my attention. What's it called Neotopia? Neu Neu I think Topia. I'm gonna look this up. Why <laughs> we talked <laughs> good, on good radio? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I, I I love Zelda. I mean, that's I love games that are like that. That are you know I love that top down style of Zelda. I love Link to the Past. So I was excited to play something you know different. And this game is. Pretty interesting. I mean, at first I wasn't sure about it. Like, I just didn't know if I was, I didn't really like it at first. I'm like, okay, this, you know, I can't do anything. All I have is my sword. Like, it just, I was very unsure. It isn't until you start really getting the animals when the game starts becoming, you know, interesting. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's combat doesn't do it any favors. No, especially at first. The, the, I find that, I mean, he, he moves so slow and his sword swing is so <laughs> slow and the range is so short. It's just like you, I don't know. I spent the first part of the game trying to avoid combat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I not like the whole game trying to avoid combat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Lagoon on SNES short where you have just the two figures swinging around, but it, and the hit detention detection is so wonky. You are hundred percent on that. Yes. You, you mentioned it before I played it, Mike, in the, in the chat. And I was like, okay, let me see what I think. And then it, it didn't take on like, yeah, it's, this is, it took a little bit of getting used to, like it didn't hit uh-huh. where you think it would hit. It was to the point where I wasn't sure whether I was going to be able to finish it or not. I'm like, I don't know if I can get used to this. This is this is off. <laughs> Although I found like I agree. And, and it's it was so weird because he swings his sword in such a wide arc that it feels like you should be kind of protected sort of yeah. uh, around two thirds of his body. But you're not. I've, I, no. I think in the I think for me, the first time Ooh. I really, really felt that was in the, the valley area where those when you get near the top and those birds are attacking you from different directions it's just like well i feel like i should have just hit that thing and i did like but mm-hmm. i'm sure my sword went through it oh it did it's yeah. not the part that mattered yeah i think it was what the like the tip of the sword or something was what mattered like a certain part of the swing it was weird hit it was really weird hit detection it i to the point that at, by the end of the game i don't know that i was using my regular sword swing i was throwing the sword constantly mm-hmm. like that, yep. that's the best way to fight anything yeah. at the end of the game I was waiting for an opportunity to bring that up too. It's like that's that's the way to go. Yeah, and you get that pretty early because it's the first. You have to get it in the first area that you go to in little training grounds. You have mm-hmm. to get that throw, you know, throwable sword, and otherwise you can't progress through the first area. Right, where you fight the 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 wolf that wanted to eat grandma for some reason. That was the first boss in this game. But hey. oh god, <laughs> it was weird. There was, there was, there was I, a few. A few kind of weird nods like that. There was like a Dorothy and the tornado kind of reference, the big red <laughs> wolf. Reference. I wonder if that was purposeful. I guess so. Well, yeah, uh, but it's odd. Like, I don't understand. It, it was stuff that I wouldn't have expected. You get in that boss fight and he like hits himself on the head of the hammer and then you're dodging the star spin around his head while he's kind of lo- stumbling around. It's like, oh, God, it's going to be one of these games. That's great. Where the localization team just absolutely had a ball, obviously. Oh, yeah. But it's not, a, I feel like it wasn't that series of a conflict. I mean, it's supposed to be. I mean, the whole idea is that, again, like Zelda, you know, you here you go, get the legendary sword and seal that were your dads who, you know, protected this world. And here, 14, go now. Bye. 
you get 10% of the story up front and then nothing until like the last fifth of the game. And then it's the other 90%. Right. Yeah. It's just weird. I mean, it's at least it's different. I mean, you're talking about the localization and my takeaway from it was that, boy, I would love to see, and maybe there is a good like translation patch for this thing because God, the localization is so rough. (laughs) <laughs> and it's you know like i mean even when you get down to even things like and, and i don't know maybe this makes me sound like too much of a, a stickler for this sort of thing but like even like the spaces after periods like even the letting on the text is so bad that it just you l- sort of lose the personality and it felt like the deeper you got into the game the worse it got almost like you know well no one's really going to see this anyway so <laughs> you know there's a real fuck it quality to the last like fourth of the game right and it's it's such a shame because it the storyline gets so intricate at the end where like they're starting to talk about they're actually starting to talk about really serious things like you know the relation the discrimination against monsters and the relationship between human <laughs> and monsters and you're constantly jumping back in time and jumping forward and it's never clear that's what's going on like mm-hmm. if you just go by the text it's like oh wait I'm in the past right now I had no idea I was in the past right now like until I jump forward again, it's like, man, oh man, I I don't know what's happening at this point. Or why and, you're traversing through time, like in each area you go to d- during that part right. of the game, and you're kind of revisiting. You're yeah, you don't re- yeah. There's no like knowledge of it. You're just there. You're yeah, playing I mean, Storm Chaser Simulator. Exactly, and it's <laughs> and it's the cyclone that's sending you back in time. But it's like you kind of discover that. No one seems to tell you, or if they do tell you, it's in such broken English that you have no <laughs> idea what's going on. <laughs> well, I guess I they just didn't like... <laughs> either didn't care or they were like, well, this isn't I mean, this is so late. We shouldn't even be doing this at this point, because I think the thir- was the 32 X already out. Oh, yeah. OK, 32 X's. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I played one game. I only played one 32 X game. Probably only ever will play one 32 X game. Knuckles Chaotix. Oh, probably God. <laughs> I the peak of 32 X. I like that game. So. <laughs> I will not have you all besmirching the 32X. <laughs> I've never played anything else but that, but it just seems like it's not a very good thing. But, but yeah, the 32X is out. That's what I mean. That's one of the reasons why I think a lot of people didn't even touch this, because like either if you were a if you were a hardcore Sega fan, you were actually dealing with 32X at that point. And if you weren't, you were just sort of rolling your eyes at Sega in general and weren't playing anything that they released. Because <laughs> I, I think I would have really liked this back then if I would have played it. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I think it would have been something that would have stuck with me. I mean, I it, I felt this game was kind of hard. Like, I don't know if I would have been able to do it without save states because I cheated the hell out of it on my Steam Deck. But <laughs> it was, I mean, maybe as a kid, I would have figured it out because I wouldn't have a choice. But <laughs> as an adult, I had a choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, even without the story being there, like, as you are, like you guys are saying, you know, with the fact that you can't really tell what the hell is going on, I still really enjoyed just the, com- the combat for the most part and just the exploration. I, I should say, Probably not the combat, because I'm like, Blake, I skip most enemies, but I still enjoy just being in the world and going through the levels and doing what I had to do. And, like, early on, you get the jump ability from the from a bunny, so you get to jump, which improves the game a lot, in my opinion. Yeah. The platforming is pretty good, actually, I thought. Yeah, it's better than Brain Lords. <laughs> That's Amen, sister. It's a high That's bar. Right high bar. We're going to have two terrible Nintendo games. Game, Lagoon and so Brain Lord. That's all I can right, do is yeah, speak yeah. in references. Uh, yeah we could do that all day just code this whole fucking podcast but it did remind me of a few different games you know playing throughout like i guess it's that era there's just some some tropes and stuff but um i'm I'm surprised it's not a more well-known game i guess i didn't know it was so rare i'm sure that plays into it but like i was just kind of struck by like how 
I don't know, for the era, how, how much fun I was having and how kind of competent it felt in, in a lot of parts. Like there's, there's definitely some rough, some translation issues. We can get into some of the, some of the oddities of it, but like, it's a pretty good game. I thought. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's like I say, it's doing a lot of interesting stuff. It's a shame that it starts so slow and, and the, the sword combat is so rough in general because you know, like the, I think the, the animal companion thing is actually pretty cool. And, and there's actually a lot of depth to that, that, uh, whole element but it's yeah, so them. long right yeah like you know and, and and they even tell you about it on that on that sub screen that if you've got two animals that are that combo together it actually tells you which is nice but it's like it takes so long to get to the point where it's relevant like you have that dog that does literally nothing <laughs> for most of the most of the first part of the game and it's like okay i mean I, i'm sure this is an important thing but he's just following me around and he's not really functional i know he can hold enemies or something like that but you know uh, is it, that what it he does? feels like a nothing feature yeah if you press c and he'll he'll jump in front of you and i think if you do it when he attach when he touches an enemy he'll hold them for a second I, I, okay. I could be wrong. I, I don't know because I never actually did it. I never yeah. did. It. I mean, I made him stop once in a while. Yeah, uh, right. was, when I pushed the button, he would just stop in place. I'm like, well, that's useless. Yeah. The the fucking animations though, like of the animals following you, especially when you turn like ninety yeah. degrees, just kills me every single time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just move like <laughs> they just move like it's like a clock hand. <laughs> I I I like the animal. I don't really. I shouldn't say gimmick. I like the whole idea of the animals following you and the and the combo system with that. Like at first, I thought like again, like you get it takes a bit for this game to get going with that because you you get the dog and I think you get the flying squirrel which lets you throw your sword farther. Mm. But it, it really doesn't get going for a little bit into this game, probably over an hour into it before you really kind of start getting animals to where you can you start seeing the effect of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Around the time you get like the sword bounce is when I started to feel like, okay, you know, this is getting kind of neat. Yeah, the sword bounce is not, takes a while too. But yeah, because yeah. The, the game is so, I mean, the puzzles are pretty, pretty cool. Like the sword bounce thing is a great example. There's that level where you have to keep throwing it through valleys in order to, to, you know, move the lava flow and burn down all the trees that are in your way and stuff. It's like, that's pretty awesome. I really like that a lot. There's some really clever yeah, puzzles in this game. Yeah. Oh, and then one of, one of the animals. You get really early on that I, I want to ask you what you guys did because I um, for the cheetah you have to race the cheetah. <laughs> did anybody oh, try God. to race the cheetah legit and not just pay him? I did. Yeah, I, I, did I like beat him once. Dozen times. You can oh. pay him. Yeah, you yes. can pay oh, him. You run slow. You can bribe him. <laughs> what? No, didn't do that. It took me I like three tries. At least a dozen times. I was like, this is fucking impossible. And then you know I looked it up. It's like, God damn it, you can just. You can or just apparently, what the speedrunners do. <laughs> Is they drop they they go forward, turn around the car, back up, and then they just sit on the line, wait for the lap to change, then go in a circle and do that three times till they win. What? I love it. I'm watching a speedrun video right now. That's what they did. So they just just somehow by doing that, it tricks it thing. Oh, yep, you did a lap when actually you didn't do anything. Stupid animals. I really like that cheetah. He was (laughs) he was there all the time because yeah, the Mm -hmm. fact that you run faster. I'm like this. This is how I want to play this game. I, I love yeah, him and Leviathan because then your sword swing got faster too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, okay. Now this controls the way I wanted to control. And, and more importantly, it charged up faster when he threw it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah. You and you the can cheetah with the. Those. Go ahead, Blake. Yeah. 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 Well, was, you pair either of those with the like the uh, I think it's the dodo that like strengthens the abilities. Yeah, and then yeah, you're, that's just, you're swinging it like a madman or running so fast you're bouncing into walls. <laughs> like, that's, all right, that's, 
That's pretty good. I learned pretty quickly. You can't have Dodo and Cheetah together if you're trying to traverse because you will just you run too fast. Mm-hmm. It's almost too much. Yeah, but it was cool. I mean, I like. I mean, that's what makes this game so unique is all the you know the animal abilities you have, and and I think that was could be overlooked by people who you know who only if you only play a bit of this game, you don't get into any of that. And since you brought Leviathan, we I have to mention that I'm I don't know if that's a translation error. But isn't that the boss when you run into him? He's like, here, if you don't, I brought your mother. I'm going to kill your mother while we fight. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah that, that's a great that's a great example of what I'm saying about the rough translation where it's just like, OK, I think I get what you were going for there. Like the whole thing was, you know, I, if you love your mother, you want to protect her. And, you know, and you find out that he can draw out an image of a loved one from your mind or something like that. But it's like. It's also totally lost in the mangled translation. <laughs> I laughed like, so happening? fucking hard. Yeah. Holy shit. And she didn't have a, I don't think she had a life bar either because she got hit a few times. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, if you, she, okay. she restores his health. Exactly. If she gets oh. hit, he gets more health. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on, that man. That was also oh, weird. Man. Like to tell enemies health because you would have, I mean, the health is apples in this game. Because you can't do hard copyright, but you don't always see the enemy's health unless you hit them, and you can only hit them with the flying sword. Right. Which I thought was weird too. That only the flying sword hurts them for some reason for bosses. I was like, thank some, God. Why would you want to yeah, get close some. to them with that tiny brain <laughs> in your sword anyway? For me though, I found that it was it was hard. The the hit animation was so hard to see uh-huh. that half the time I was hurting them, and I didn't even realize I was hitting them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And like Mike said, the health's up in the dead. Yeah. The health's up in the top left corner and like you don't see it detract. It's just it just shows up and however much damage you did is gone from it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't oh. I mean so you just you just realize okay, if I see it, it means it worked, so therefore I right. know I'm hurting them, but I don't really understand what the hell I'm doing. Like just leave it on screen. Yeah. Castlevania did it a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, and I would have appreciated that. But I mean it well again, I had the guy that was telling me exactly what to do, like, okay, use this combo and throw this sword at them. And I'm like, all right, at least I know I'm you know, it's what I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Because that first boss, I didn't know if I was hurting him or what was going on. I was so Yeah, confused. that was that was for me as well. And it's like cause I hadn't I hadn't put together the whole like, oh wait, the little there are little green apples that are appearing, but like you just said, it's not showing the health go down, it's just showing health. It's just showing whatever the absolute number is at that second, and then it disappears again. So it's like, okay, I guess I'm doing this right. I don't know. It's a very strange concept at first. I mean, it grew on me after a bit and I understood it better. But in the very beginning, it's it's very strange. I didn't understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I did that way the entire game. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I really I really felt I was really feeling good about it by the end of the game. I was like, OK, I get this now. I'm, I'm into this. But I mean, one thing that took me a little a little bit to understand is um, when you, you get chilly pretty early on in this game, which is a penguin that gives your uh, sword freezing ability. Mm-hmm. And it was the fire dragon that you see where you have to throw your sword with with a chili equip. Otherwise, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember that I was like, that was one of the parts, like, one of my aha moments. Like, oh, okay, now I'm starting to understand. Because I tried to hit him and it did nothing because the ability only happens when you throw the sword for some reason. See, and, and like when you start to really play around with that, because, I mean, you get into the area where you're surrounded by lava and it's like, okay, well, I have ice magic, so that's got to be more effective, right? And there were those like inchworm things that you would, if you hit them once, they would roll up into a ball and they'd ricochet <laughs> around a little bit. Yes. But if you use, if you have chili and you throw your sword at them, they freeze in place and you can actually Ooh. get them on the return swing. So like, you know, the way that I was fighting those things, cause you had to hit them twice was like, and I think I had, uh, what was it? And I think it was the squirrel where you had to press a button to, to retrieve the sword, to have it come back at you. So you mm-hmm. just get in front of them and you throw it once 
and it would freeze them. And then you call the sword back after, you know, however long their their sort of hit invincibility took and it would hit them again on the way back. And that was like the way to deal with them. It was like, okay, so there's like a lot. That's what I mean. It's such a shame that the animal stuff comes in so late in the game because it adds so much strategy to the gameplay that's just not there. Otherwise, otherwise, it's just sort of a really crappy Zelda clone that it's, you know, it would be nice to see that earlier because it, it really reminded me of like. A discussion I had when I when I first I got my first game dev job and we 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 had like a couple of cool bosses that in my mind, like as sort of the gamer sensibility, it's like, well, this is the coolest boss we have. So it should be the final boss. This is the coolest thing in our game. So it should be the finale. And I remember my boss saying me saying to me like, yeah, but, you know, what is it like 80 percent of your players are never going to see past the 50 percent point of your game. So why hide the best things to at the very end? Like, okay, that makes sense. And this game, I feel like, yeah. really suffers from that. It's like all the coolest shit is in the last two hours of the game. Yeah. I mean, I find that weird. I mean, I know it's true, but I find it weird to me because I beat most games I start. I try to at least. Probably like yeah. less than 5% of the games I, I play, I don't finish or so. So, But I, I know that that's not normal for people. For yeah, sure. Man, I like that flying squirrel ability where the it, you throw the sword and you can like kind of follow it around as it bounces around, but the camera follows it because you have to use it for puzzles <laughs> later on. <laughs> so you could be taking damage off screen and not even know it. That was annoying. There there were some odd things in it, like especially if you have the flying squirrel, and I think it was a dodo or some of the other ones where it just doesn't it just doesn't come back for a while. It like, yeah, it could go right off the screen. It's <laughs> like, oh, there goes my sword. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I did that a couple times back. Like, oh yeah, wrong animal combination. Uh, one boss that I, I, we, I have to talk about because of how stupid it was is when you go to the Tower of Babel, which I like, because again, I as Mike had pointed out, because he was playing this before I was, Tower, he's like, oh, you got me playing Illusion to Gaia again. I'm like, what? And then I'm like, oh, okay, I gotcha. And as you start to climb the tower for the first time, you fight, you you, you try to climb a rope, and all of a sudden the rope becomes a boss and has a heart. And I was just like, this oh, is yeah. funny and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so bizarre. That was, that was like my, my I, I think there were a ton of, that and Racing the Cheetah were the two things that I did remember about the game. And I think it had everything to do with like, those are the screenshots you saw in magazines oh, back okay. then. Because again, I hadn't really played it. But I remember, you know, having a kart racer in the middle of a Zelda clone was such an oddity that everybody was talking about it. And I think that rope bus was just sort of considered pretty impressive at the time. Okay, that would make Oh, so, yeah. I really but don't I, like kart things after playing ratchet and clank and sly cooper too i'm like i don't want cart stuff in any game it doesn't it's not a cart game <laughs> i did you me. guys remember remember the part where it's like, it's like a puzzle it's kind of a play out a classic puzzle where you have to move like the bird and the caterpillar oh yeah like a, a you know oh I, yeah <laughs> when so you're a slime stuck out to me you're you're a slime yeah yeah and like the, the puzzle is fine <laughs> it's cool it's great <laughs> It's like, like he's casually saying that you're, oh yeah, uh, well, you're a slime. <laughs> well, you get transferred into a slime. Yeah, I know. Slime saw your body, so you're yeah, a slime. Naturally. Normal, normal shit. So, but like you do that and you come back into the room and it's like a witch. It's like, good, good job. You saw my puzzle. And then like the caterpillar comes in. It's like, I'm fucking tired of being an experiment. This sucks. It leaves. So it's a weird game. I my my I love the thing I really loved about him. That's pieces the caterpillar. And if you go on the, I'm just trying to find it. If you go on the sub screen, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but on the sub screen where all the animals are listed, they all have quotes. Yes. And like pieces quote is sorry, I don't have any powers. I'm proud but useless. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, you go. Just pieces. like me. Pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, bro. <laughs> I think the lions is a Beavis and Butthead reference. It says like fire, oh, fire. 
It is. You're right. <laughs> See, whenever yeah. I hear fire, fire, I go, hey, 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 but not because of beavis and butthead, but I know it's a reference to that. Damn it. FF6. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Always That's in my amazing. head. I, I, I hate the fact that it's a Beavis and Butthead reference, not just something that they put in there. Because that's my brain goes to sick. It is not. Okay. So <laughs> Well, you never know. I mean, they might have taken it from that. There's the Sonic there's the Sonic appearance and it's so I don't weird. know if you guys know this thing. Near near the end, when you talk to your dog again, he says direct direct quote, bow wow wow, yippee yo, yippee And I was like, Okay, all right. This isn't a coincidence here. At least you didn't say yippee kaye, motherfucker. So hey. That'd be way better. <laughs> it's just the thing to do in the 90s is to reference everything. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I it's love it. the thing in the 2020s, too. It's just a thing. <laughs> we all fucking do it, like, all the time. Another thing, like, I want to talk about, the I, the game had an ice temple, which was actually, like, that's where you fight Leviathan, but that was a really cool dungeon. I mean, that's I think that's one of the only real dungeons in this game, or one of the mm-hmm. few. One of the few. But that was a that was a good dungeon. It felt like a Zelda dungeon. Yeah, I like the, like, multi-layered... I like the scrolling, first of all, especially on a system where, you know, like real transparency wasn't a thing. I thought they did a pretty good job with using the dithering, make it look interesting. But I did love that you're like, you know, on the upper levels or lower lower levels and sort of affecting what was happening on the other levels, too, as part of the puzzle uh, system in there. It was really it was really great. There's a few nice touches like that. There was also like the floors that would break away, especially mm-hmm. in the lava areas where you're walking when you're walking and you see, oh, wait, I'm leaving a trail. And it's because the floors are actually crumbling behind me. Well, that's kind of cool. You didn't see that a lot. I did. Like yeah, that. it was neat. And then there was the fucking rubber bands, which were like the most infuriating part of the game for me. They're <laughs> <laughs> not often, thankfully, but yeah. Oh, God. Like, I never, it seemed totally random to me. Like I'd never, never once understood like the the physics at work there. No. I'm just like slamming, slamming myself in the rubber bands until I get where I'm trying to The game didn't either. You just, you just had to hope that it worked the way it was supposed to. Exactly what it felt like. I mean, that's what safe states were for. I would just let it go. Okay, did I, did I make it past? Did I die? Oh, reload. All right, let's try again. I had no idea what the hell is going on. This was a great safe state game, though, because there were so many times where I could just redo something and get a completely different a different effect. Some of the weird stuff like that with the rubber band. So thing. I never actually tried the end game save. Does that save your, you know, how did that work? Exactly? Did anyone test that out? It would, it's saved, but I, and I don't know if it saved everything you'd done, but it kind of threw you back to the beginning of whatever area you were in. Uh, okay. That's what but I, I figured. But I think anything you'd accomplished had still been accomplished. You know what I mean? Like it was a save anywhere, but it would, it would start you back where a checkpoint was. Yeah. Okay. I I don't, I mean I used it here and there just as a backup to make sure my game I didn't lose my save because I would have been I'd been very upset but I didn't I yeah I never turned off the game where I used it to load. It is cool to let you save anywhere though. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that in any game just because of like well maybe you only have like ten minutes to play you only you know you just want to be done. And I remember like RPGs when I was younger like well I don't have time to play through this you know to get to a save point or be like oh you're gonna be late for this I'm be late for dinner you know stuff like that. Yeah. Well, sure. Pretty far into this without talking about the, the main story plot that's right up front where the <laughs> fortune teller takes away your ability to speak to humans. That's why you're getting oh, all these animal companions. For 80% <laughs> of the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah most Fucking of the game. Bold call there. Oh, and uh, Blake, don't feel bad. I'm watching the speedrun video and he did the rubber band part. He died twice before he got it right. So oh, the, the speed run. <laughs> yes. And I mean, like, OK, with speedrunners, they do this all the time. So that means that there's must be some like just randomness to it. Yeah, it was so. fucking awful. Especially this one part where you're bouncing off like 12 of them to get across this pit. And I just <laughs> yeah, slammed myself in those rubber bands. So many it was times. in the tower, right? Where every floor was a different puzzle. <laughs> yep. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tower. That fucking tower. 
It's that like the cool. gimmick of like <laughs> you, you take the elevator up first and then you come back. It's like ah, elevator's broken. It's like oh yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the puzzle rooms were cool, but to go back to what Mike was saying, like yeah, it's weird how like you know the Sportsella just takes away your build and you can't talk to humans for a good chunk of the game before you finally get it back. Where every human you talk to is just gibberish. Um, I I mean at, at least it was I found. I mean, I don't know how much it really added to the game personally, but at least it was different. Again, I, I said I think of that a lot about this game. It's That's like, fair. well, you know what? At least it's not just a Zelda clone. I mean, at least right. it tried something different. I I loved how uh, what was the name of the hero at the beginning? Amon, the guy who leaves right before you, like when you go see the king for the first time. Yeah, and it's I, like this I'm, amazing. Yeah, and it's like this amazing hero. And I kind of like how you you come across him multiple times, like when you get turned into a slime and he's actually hunting you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like in the ice in the ice uh, labyrinth when he's he's frozen. I I, I kind of wish they they put a button on that story because you kind of never hear from him again after that. Well, but it was, it was kind of a cool little parallel thing. Do they? Did I miss it? Yes. So at the very end, he's in prison in the in the in the <gasps> oh, I missed that. Why is he in prison? Why say? is he in prison? I fucking no clue. It's a great question. It makes me wonder <laughs> what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> he got arrested. According to well, TV well, Trope, it says in an older sword. Yeah. Go ahead. He took a dark Does, path, it turns out. In the altered timeline at the end of the game, Amon is portray- portrayed as a blood knight who ends up in prison. Oh, <laughs> oh right, because he, he, okay, sort of, I guess that's like a bloodthirsty thing where now the humans and the monsters are getting along with each other or something. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, I'm sure I'm down uh, for it. That works. Okay. <laughs> um, and I thought it was weird, like, so the, can someone explain to me, all right, so that you meet the fortune teller, she takes your ability to speak to humans, mm-hmm. and then she like fucks off for the rest of the game. And then like you meet all these, well, you meet like uh, whatever it is that like restores. And it, when you get your language back, it's kind of praised to me. It seemed like it's like, ah, I have returned the human language to you all. And it's like, well, like wh- why did I get it taken? Like, who are you? Why are you giving it back? Like, what's yeah. the link here? That's, like, translation never... That's what I'm okay. saying. It, it desperately needs a good translation. Uh-huh. I took it as like, she was the antagonist that she was trying to, yeah, punish the humans for for hunting monsters, and then slowly over the game, everyone else loses the ability to talk to each other. It's because it if you go, you know that big crater that you jump into at one point. I mean, she jumped into it for you. The the flower on that screen tells you that. But yeah, a- after that, I kind of lost the thread. Jumped in there. Who? Because she, Dorothy, like the girl with the magic shoes that went back in the past. Oh, maybe. I thought it was her. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord is so complex and deep. I love yeah. that we could all take away from tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't even uh, paying attention to the story. We I would play the game and have different theories on what the story yeah, actually. Right. Is. I don't it's even. Like, I didn't even care elder, what was going elder. on. I was like, I got to beat this game for this podcast. I'm just gonna. <laughs> all my mindset. <laughs> nice. I like story uh, games. I'm not. I'm a big like. I love RPGs. I I like story, but just in this game, I don't know. It just. I didn't really wasn't that interested. I'm waiting on a Vadi Vidya's lore video for this one to really dig into it. <laughs> and, I do love his videos. And then we'll go from there. I, I do want to talk about the, the whole Sky Fortress thing in Tower of Babel, because, again, I kind of joked about earlier what Mike had said, where it, it did remind me of Illusion of Gaia again. It really did. And that made me happy, because that's a good game. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> do they... God, it's been so long since I've played that. Is, is there a speech element to that? I mean, obviously, the tower, you know, the tower is, like, famous for that in the... In, the Bible or whatever, but well, yeah, dro- drop the name because they had like Machu Picchu in the game, just like randomly. I don't know if it was, I can't remember. I mean, the whole idea is Palace. that you get to you get to the Sky Palace once you've climbed the tower, and I think up there is where you start being able to understand humans again. Or at least you can understand the humans that are up there. The whole point of it is that 
it's supposed to represent like humans and animals trying to be unified or something along those lines. But it's it's definitely a major plot point from that perspective. I think yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you go there a few different times because you the first time you or one of the times you go there you lose your caterpillar he just goes on the wall and leaves you and it isn't until way later you get him back at the butterfly lets you control your sword Mm. which is also kind of like it's kind of cool i mean the game makes you backtrack a lot but i don't know if i would have figured out without a guide as much because i mean later on like we're talking about all the time travel stuff you have tornadoes so you can know oh there's tornado i gotta go here and do something even with a guide i was lost half the damn time Especially trying to find, like, the human and animal versions of each village. Yeah, I got Like, I was constantly getting swapped up there. Right. I don't think I would have put together some of the buddies. Like, there's one to get the ability to to throw stuff. You have to talk to an elephant after you jump on his door for three times to open it. Like, I don't think that would have clicked. Uh, there's one, one the with NPCs, Drippy. One of the NPCs tells you that oh, okay. yeah, they have, okay. like, a presser plate in front of their door and normal people have to jump on it multiple times. Okay, so that which is that's a neat that. touch in theory, but yeah, there's a lot of those like you miss one if you don't talk to the right NPC twice, mm-hmm. you know, you'll miss oh, like a yeah. battle clue or even yeah, like, had, progression period. I had trouble getting back to the past the first time because you have to talk to the little girl and then the grandma to hear the story and then talk to the little girl twice more before the flower will tell you that hey, you jump in here to go whatever. Yeah, very specific orders for things, even when it should be right. Like you know, that you was a talk to the, talk to that was twice. a thing at this time. For RPGs. Oh, that was a thing for Final Fantasy XI for a guy who played that way too much. If you didn't talk to a certain MP, you go all this way through this quest. Oh, sorry, you didn't talk to one person. You got to start over. Uh, it's so dumb. That's what I yeah. love about Seven because I just played Seven for the first time like last year. And you go into any town and there's usually an NPC right up front. You talk to him and they're like, hey, something's going on in this town on the other side of the world. You should go check that out. Like that. that's what I need. I need someone to hold my hand every so often. I can't. I don't have time to just wander Okay, where am I going next? This is pissing me off. <laughs> I'm the same. If I don't use a guide, I want I want the game to tell me. In this game, I mean, this game is following that era of things where things weren't as communicated well on purpose. You know, it's meant to be. Oh, you figured this out. Uh, one of the animals that I, I I thought was weird that I didn't really care for was the armadillo, where you grab him and you throw him in things. Like you have at one point you throw him in a pit, and somehow when you throw him in the pit, he ends up becoming a platform. Yeah, yeah I mean that's so powers to be a be a platform. Yeah, but I didn't think it would work when you throw him down a pit. <laughs> and there's literally like there's, there's a, a part where there's a pit where clearly, you fall under and die and you have to throw him into it and he just he becomes a platform in the pit clearly you haven't done your research in armadillos apparently i did want one when i was a kid <laughs> this is a well-known <laughs> armadillo attack mike yeah come on, yeah. Come on man <laughs> it was just weird to me I, I don't know it was one of the ones where i'm like i would not have put two and two together without a guide because i don't think i ever would have thought because i didn't i'm like okay i got i must got to go backwards and i and i was trying to play this game every so often without a guide and just search around and look for stuff and it, it didn't last long before i'm like no no put the guide back on mm-hmm. yeah. i really tried My- to, to do it solo and they're just especially towards the end i'm like okay i just need to get through this my favorite example is there's a part where there's invisible platforms. I if there was an indication they were there, I don't know it. But you just jump into the, the ether and it forms out letters of your dog who you yes. then have to equip at a door. It's just like, yeah, that what, was what pretty. The, what are we doing? Here? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm all for good puzzles. But man, that's just esoteric as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's a little out there. How did they know that my dog's name was Mac? Like, what? What? <laughs> Did it honest, change if you named moment, it something else? I don't think else? I knew. Yeah, I don't think I knew his name was Mac. Until <laughs> it doesn't really. Someone says it. I think your mother says it if you talk to her. Something about Mac. And there's a sign. Yeah, she does. Like, yeah, it's like Mac's house. Don't yeah. feed. Well, I think it tells you on the, the equip screen, too. 
But I mean, if you're equipping the dog, yeah. Who the hell's equipping the dog? Useless. (laughs) I never, I mean, I only used them the couple times when the guy told me you have to use them. I'm like, he doesn't do it. He's useless. But the invisible puzzle told you to use his name. Like, how more obvious could you be? Hey, you know what? You don't know what else is useless in this game? Money. Man, oh man, every town needed a way to heal. Jesus, there's no way to heal in this game. It wasn't just me. Okay. Now, until yeah. the very end, like at the the little boss rush with the five senses, that yeah. that one the mother, there the mother could the the woman you save from the wolf tells you that yep. anytime you you need healed, you can come back and see me, and I'll take care of you. But like, yeah, like that's just having what I an end to sleep in or something. Yeah. But so yeah, that's a good question. Did you guys have any spots to go, like a go to spot to heal? Her place. I had one. Once save the load. <laughs> no, once the map was once the map was open, I would. I before I went to any new area, I would traipse all the way back to that valley and go find her and then also go to the nearest store because there were stores where you could rent animals uh-huh. and make sure there I rented were? the cat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I bought the cat, but I didn't know that or rented a Once cat, you I guess, used them, I, it was gone, right? Yeah, there was a yeah. one time use. You could you could rebuy them. You could rerent cool. them. So, I mean, that was all the money was good for that was it. And then there's one person that sells you a health upgrade for like 800 coins, which by the end of the game, oh, really? I still I didn't that. have. Yeah, I, exactly. I never got it. I was going, I never had 800 coins either. Even though I collected all, all the money bags, but I would spend money on, I rented each of the animals I could, even though like there's one that blows up stuff. I never used it. I just wanted yeah. to fill all my boxes. Same. And then there's just like stupid stuff. Like you have to pay to race the cheetah and other things like that, where it's just a few coins, but yeah, they really needed to do more with that system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Actually, but I mean, that's yeah, up into although I think also when you got to the point where you could speak to humans again, that lady in the valley stops healing you. That's <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's, but but her house is like totally five crates of apples in front of it. So you just go out and get <sighs> the apples and then, you know, also the health bar is weird where all of a sudden you'll have like a you'll have you'll get different bars worth of it where you just have an apple at the top that has a counter. I thought it was like a life a life sign, but it's not. Yeah, it's like an yeah, apple it's just telling you you have one full it. set. Yeah, yeah it, it took me a bit to realize what was happening. Yeah, man, we're complaining about this game a lot, which is <laughs> funny because I honestly, I honestly did enjoy it, but yeah. it's, it's it's so it's so rough. I enjoyed it in spite of it of itself, I guess. <laughs> you fight a puppet at one point too, for some reason, yes. a weird puppet master. Oh, and the way you get Dodo is you find Dodo dead because you know he's extinct, but then when you go back in the past and you talk to him, then he'll join you. I totally did not make that connection. That's I didn't either, but dead. yeah, the internet told me. Yeah. But yeah, he said, because, you know, he's Dodo. He's like, I don't know. I, I did not like the Puppet Master fight for some reason. I had a hard time with that one hitting him. I don't know why. I just I'm trying to remember what the what the fight was. He's a guy in a carpet or something or on a book. He makes a puppet. You oh, hit yeah. The puppet, you have to and then hit the when he's putting the puppet back apart. together, you can hit him. Right, right. But he's running really fast. Yeah, I didn't find that too I hard. I think I had Leviathan at that point, And I was just annoying me. sword at him like crazy. I think it was more the fire does extra damage to him, I guess, because it's a wooden puppet. Yes. So that was kind of neat. Oh. So it just like burns him down. The that seemed like the burns. real key was making sure you're using the right magic on your sword for yeah. the final sets of bosses. The fire was cool. That how you get him to you have to like, bounce the sword to hit it to hit a switch to let him out. But you need Inferno, which is a fire a fire lion. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I really like. I really like that. <laughs> Another thing that this game did that was good is that once you finish an area, you you can just walk over it on the world map, which we haven't talked about yet. You don't actually have to go in and go through the area over and over again. You can just walk past it. Yeah, if you want to. Which and I mean, then thank God. 
I'm going to make Blake you... real happy. There's another 16-bit game that has a, a world map like this. Is Robotrek for Super Nintendo. Robotrek. <laughs> I need to play this. It reminds me of, um, oh God, was it Skyblazer, I think, on Super Nintendo? Oh, Skyblazer. yeah. It had like a little, uh, like there's... a little faux world map. Maybe I'm thinking Skyblazer. of something else. Yeah. Skyblazer's a uh, platformer. Okay. There's, it's, this, the world map on this reminded me of uh, some other game. It could be Soulblazer. It could be. It's like a, it's like a kind of like a faux world map. I guess. It's almost like a Mario world uh-huh. type world map, you know? Yeah. Without the ice, the ice area and the fire area and the forests. It's a little dots. It's a small place. Not a lot of well, people I got there. completely stuck in this game at one point. When you go back in the past and you have to fight like the mm-hmm. hermit crab boss. And for some reason, the game wouldn't progress for me because I had to talk to somebody and I was missing a certain person. And like I fought the boss, the monkey's dying, but I'm like, I, I can't go back to the present. And I had to, I don't know, I don't remember what I did. I, I must have talked to NPC. I was missing and all of a sudden everything worked. And I was yeah, I think you needed. So just, I think you need to talk to everybody in the animal village after that. OK, and I, and I think I you need to talk to one. you might need to talk to everybody in the in the room where he's dying twice. OK, something like that. Naturally. And the guy something triggers you clicking your shoes the, together and going to the future again. Also, the fact that to get to the hermit crab off, you have to jump in between some enemy stars that will move when you get close to them in order to activate the boss fight. Like, I was oh, yeah, I, together. I did it randomly uh, and then looked oh. it up and was like, oh, there, there's supposed to be stars there. I just got lucky as hell. Just jumped on the right spot. I, I would not have. The beach is oh, very Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that, but yes, yeah. no sense. Just Sonic. Just, I mean, and he didn't look right. His sprite just did not look right for what you were playing he's too big it really bothers me i don't think you should i don't, I don't think you should really i don't know put too much stock in any of oh it. no no it's not like it, <laughs> it's not like it affected anything for the game it just bothered me in a weird thing i'm like why, why the fuck is he so big that's probably just because uh <laughs> sega publishes in japan and europe so they're like oh we can put sonic yeah. in here why not oh, yeah, no i mean it wasn't like it didn't attract anything game. from the game no well, i mean i remember i read a i don't even know where i read this I read this somewhere that this game actually started life as part of the shining series oh huh was was a potential shining game. I, I don't know how long it, it stayed that way, but that was the thing I learned about this when I went and sort of did a tiny, a minuscule amount of research on this game. <laughs> um, I, I happened across that. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I don't see it, but that's interesting. I don't either, because those at this time they all would have been especially just strategy RPGs. I know what you yeah. mean. I'm, I'm going to assume the Overlook Hotel was like cut from the game in an early build. When you say it's a shining game, and just use that as my own head. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Oh, you never <laughs> played any shiny force games? Uh, I've I've, n- I've never played one. I'm like uh, familiar with them vaguely. Okay, I've I played shiny played force one. one multiple times, but I have n- I I need to beat it. I just I quit it every time, and I just one day I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself play because I it's a good game. I played I mean, shiny soul. Is that part of the same series? It is. I yes. Think. Yeah. And there's Shining Wisdom, which came out the same year as this, actually. So, and that was an overhead Zelda style game too. Oh, so, I mean that, that. Yeah, Shining wasn't just Shining Four. Shining the strategy RPGs were like the biggest, by far the biggest part of the series because there were like nine of them. But there was like Shining of the Darkness, and there was Shining Wisdom, and yeah, Shining Soul as well. And so it's not totally unrealistic that they they had another Zelda style game that was possibly part of the shining series. But yeah, cause shining wisdom came out in August that year. So it would have been you got my time being developed. Yeah. yeah. This one shining wisdom looks like a Zelda clone. It is it's absolutely <laughs> a Zelda clone. Yeah. I mean, I don't Saturn. consider it an insult. Like, I mean, I know that's kind of how people would use it for this game. Call you know, as an insult to Zelda clone when it 
this game is so different. So. Yeah. And I do take it back. This game has more dungeons than what I was saying. I'm watching the video. I just forgot enough. Like you have the tower you go up to, you get thrown in prison for one part. Like there's lots of little things this game makes you do to proceed through it. And I mean, I thought it was interesting enough. Like I was always entertained playing this game. I wasn't bored. I mean, you. I do want to talk about that. At one point you go back in the past, like to fight the mother, the mother of monsters and you, and you fight a giant heart as your boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I thought that was kind of interesting. I was, I thought, yeah, I thought it was kind of cool that the final boss rush was like the five senses. It's like, okay, yeah. sure, why not? At least there's a, at least there's some sort of theme here. They're really yeah. easy. I did like the one where you have to kind of like use the spikes to do the damage. Like that was neat. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. But other than that, I was kind of unimpressed. The, the idea is great for sure, but like I just, it was, it seemed seemed really simple. Especially I since didn't you like could heal. The, the only place you could heal. Yeah, I don't like the sense of sight with the giant eyeball under the platforms. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I just kind of got lucky. That's a cool fight. Throwing my sword around, like oh god! Oh, I just used the uh, the butterfly, so I just controlled the sword and followed the eye around. Fucked it up the whole time. I loved it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's cool. Okay, that's a good way to do. I did not. I the guy just told me just to keep throwing the sword. That's what I did. But that's That's what. Yeah, I saw the same thing. Life hack. If you if you're ever if there's a giant eye under a breakaway roof, just remember that guys. You just (laughs) use your butterfly. (laughs) Run your sword around. Use the butterfly to keep your sword out there. You're good. It can fly twice as high. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, the, the animal combos are cool, though. And, and there's so many different varieties to it. And I, I think that's good. There's also a small scene when you go back in the past where you have monsters you scare out of prison. They go to church and then they just get murdered by the oh, guards. that was legit. Yeah. I was like, okay. This, guards, yeah, like, oh, they, they didn't they put up a fight. We just murdered them. Nice, happy game until it's really not. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It needs a better translation because there's there's a lot going on in that game at yeah. the end. That you're just like, man, I wish I, I wish this made more sense. And I wish it didn't feel like it was translated or the English text was written by like a four year old. Like, <laughs> you know, it probably was just one guy, too, I bet. Oh, I'm sure it was. It wasn't that the thing back then. Just one guy like, here you go. Have fun. Yeah, we need and to well, that's why they took away the human speech. They're like, "Oh fuck, guys!" Like, our exactly. is doing an awful job. <laughs> just uh, fucking take away speech from us today. Like, you're good. It, it totally reads like it was actually the English text was not written by someone who was like a native English speaker. That's, that's really what it comes off as. Yeah, and he gave it to like his friend's son for like a cursory glance over. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, who's <laughs> learning to read? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't talk to many NPCs though. Something the game made me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Oh, one of the other monster or one of the other pets that we had animals that joined you. You get a dinosaur that lets you walk across. Dippy. Stuff. I like yes. Dippy. Yeah, Dippy's great. I just thought until you need him in the past, where there's a pool of water and you have to get the shoes out of the chest. I'm like, oh, well, just use Dippy. He's let me across every body of water, you know, so far. Oh. And it's well, no, of course not. Not this. You need body the armadillo. Of water. Yeah, you need the, you have the armadillo because armadillo might float eat. apparently. Almighty. Oh, yeah, on midair. <laughs> I had to make that joke at some point this episode. Mighty is <laughs> the best, okay? I don't want to hear it. Mar- Mighty and SPO are the best. I want to see that Planet Earth episode about see, armadillos and learn about the how they can, they can float in the air. <laughs> I just love those characters. <laughs> I have their uh, first appearance actually above me. Knuckles Chaotix comic is, yeah, to the left of me on my, seat, on my wall because that's how cool it is. That comic's something else. <laughs> The amount. Oh, and another thing we hadn't mentioned yet: this game has gold apples, which uh, increase your health. Yeah. And one of the one of the bosses in the five senses. Before I forget this, is a mouth, and it's literally you just have eat, you just to eat apples oh, before, like Pac Man. The Pac Man. Yeah. That was neat. That was cool. It was a 
Again, cool variety. The game's got a lot of variety. <laughs> there really is in this game. I mean, this was a this is a game that if I would have played, you know, back in the day, I would have really, really liked in 1995. A lot, I think. I think this would have mm-hmm. been a game that I would have been talking about for years. And I still can't believe that I never, like, as a guy, I got an emulation big time, I want to say, in the late 90s. And I still never, I never played this until this year. I find that just strange. That this is yeah, a game I, I, guess long I guess it's the, the rarity. But it does seem, just like in retrospect, a game that should be held in. I, I didn't even know it. Like, I'm a, I kind of pride myself. Yeah, I'm a student of retro games. Like, I grew up in that era. I had a Genesis and never even heard of this thing. And that just seems, seems wrong. Yeah. There's well, no I way I would have beat this back in the day, though. This is the guy that beat Fester's Quest and Darkwing Duck <laughs> legit. And you're telling me you wouldn't have beat this? <laughs> Last yeah. year. I guess Darkwing, a couple <laughs> years ago. But still, as a kid, there's no way. Okay. Without being able to cheat. Well, just, yeah, it's confusing. I can, I, I agree. I mean, there's stuff that, but I don't know. I, mean, I feel like as a kid, I mean, I beat Mystic Quest. I mean, I know that's not much, but I mean, I, I would beat <laughs> games and just figure it out eventually. You would just talk to everybody multiple times and just see what happened. That was yeah. back when we had all the time in the world. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, you could have sent away for the hint book, it was like a mail order <laughs> hint book for the thing. I remember with Final Fantasy VI, I bought, I ordered a player's guide through the mail. I remember that. See, or Final Fantasy Three. And I, I, we tried to order number, we tried to order two, but at the time that we were trying to order it, it wasn't, I think it must've been out of print because we never got it. We never sent our money, but we never, we were trying to order, but yeah, we never got it. Mm. And I remember that, but <laughs> I have three. <laughs> I actually talked to the author too. I wrote that book. Cool guy. Cool. But yeah, I, I went and, I went and stalked him on Facebook and found him and, and sent him a message. And he See, now it sounds less cool. Now it just <laughs> I know that was the point of it. But yeah, I went, and, I went and Googled him on Facebook. I said, hmm, can I find him? I found him. So yeah, nice guy. But we talked, <laughs> we did an episode about it and yeah, I interviewed him. But uh, one of the other things I, w- I want to mention about this game is you have a giant chameleon as a boss, which I thought was interesting. You have a weird cactus thing where you have to, like it plays like you have to figure out which one is the real one. And only hit that or you get hurt. Yeah, so, I like the chameleon. I thought the chameleon was particularly neat. I think like go- going through the game as a whole, especially where this was like 1995. So you were sort of post Gunstar Heroes and, and some of the cool uh, Konami games. I think it was yeah it was post gunstar heroes some of the cool konami games that were kind of pushing the genesis and you were getting a lot of these neat special effects like this game totally dabbles in that you know like even using the different layers with the mouth and and the chameleon and and just like the rope boss too like there's just so many interesting effects i'm not saying they're nearly as as effective as in something like a gunstar heroes but it's just cool to see them trying it yeah that uh, better, that rope boss now it was, that's a straight out of like undertale moment yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have played Undertale, but that's like, I have not. I, oh man, just that that exact type of humor. So I, I think what you have mean no is idea that that's straight out of a Crusader of Senti moment in Undertale. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew at the time. The guy who made Undertale knew. It's possible. Ooh, I mean, he did play old RPGs. I mean, he yeah. made a hack of Earthbound that I know he was famous for before he made Undertale. There's a random speaking knowledge. Of the, speaking of the enemies, because it's the Genesis, you get plenty of them that are just made up of balls. Yeah, yeah, a few different worms, <laughs> and then the big snowman in the the ice palace. Genesis is not like the big snowman. The Genesis left to manipulate balls. You know? <laughs> oh, and this hey. game is nice and cheap. If you want a loose cartridge uh, from Canada, six hundred eighteen dollars right now. Yeah, see, yeah. it's it's <laughs> a very <laughs> highly sought after. What's that in Malins? What's the uh, exchange right there? <laughs> Malins. <laughs> and I mean, I think one of the other reasons it was like that too is because where it's such a late stage release, it's one of the cardboard box games, so it's probably not easy to find a full yeah decent shape cardboard box for it no the yeah the going Man, the I, legit complete in box is like 1600 someone's yeah. selling it for 2300 like yeah it's it is good lord 
But all for the reproduction cart, you can you can you can buy a reproduction cart only for two hundred and eighty dollars. Jesus, wait, that's not that's a reproduction cart. No, yeah, but there's a reproduction cart that like yeah, it's just some stupid shit. We, well, here's one, we not genuine, no save option for fifteen dollars. So they they yeah. made it they made a, a fake cart, but you can't save in the fake cart. Will look good on your huh. shelf. Fuck that. Yeah, I guess that's just a display thing. I I yeah, just I don't know display it. Right. I would want the actual box at least. Mm-hmm. Display, not just a cart. Like, oh, look! But I guess I mean that's the era when we ripped the boxes up and threw them away. Yep. I yeah, I regret that immensely when I look back at my life. Like, I really wish I would have kept some of those boxes. Yeah. But Super Nintendo games were just ripped open and away they went. I did that with Funko Pops at first too. I regret that. All. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anything else? Trying to think any other animals that we should mention. Oh, you were mentioning about the cat. The cat heals you when you die, but I I never used it. I only used it once by accident, and I just loaded. I could, so I didn't really get to see it. Not an animal, but we were talking about enemies. The little uh, walking tree trunks that like shot pieces oh, of their tree. Screw those things. Probably yeah, they were the, the worst. The most infuriating one, yeah, mm-hmm. to me in the game. They were miserable. I hated those little bastards. Me too. You go back in the past, and they're twice as strong. Yeah, <laughs> which they makes no sense. Of, <laughs> yeah, right. a dilution of like the gene pool has led to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there is something <laughs> else we need to talk about. Yes, please. So you, you go through the training area to get the three medals so you can get the holy sword. Blake, tell us about this NPC and the silver medal. Yeah, I can't believe no one. <laughs> and I'll admit, I, fucking A. All right, this is a whole thing. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. <laughs> this is, it, uh, I guess the sword is optional, too, right? Like, you don't you don't have to do that You don't need all. the holy sword, I, no. No, you don't crazy. need it. Okay, yeah. well, those that course is, like, moderately difficult, whatever. Well, you, you get the three medals. You go up to and there's a the Billy I think is his name is he's, he's a little asshole he's standing outside the castle. <laughs> you can tell him he'll ask you for your medal and I you know I of course of course save it save state and I'm like you know no at first he's like I hate you I hate you and he's and like he's a dick about it and I was like well yeah fuck this guy so well I, so I reload it and uh, you're like if you say yes you know I'm expecting to say, he takes the medal he takes your silver medal and then you go talk to the king the king's like well. Looks like you need to do some training. And I was like, oh, can you go back and get it? Are you? I looked online. I looked. Through, I was digging on fucking message boards that haven't been touched in decades. And no, <laughs> no one, no one has brought this up. Like there was one guy who mentioned he was making fake achievements for the for the game. And it was like, give Billy your silver medal. And that was it. <laughs> and, so tell me this I, is I, a- I'm so, Game so my good. mom found exclusive. Yeah, you got a real hero hero brand situation going on here. It's just your game. And he just keeps it. And then you talk to him again. He's like, "Thanks for the medal, Dick." And that's like that's the <laughs> that's, that's the end of the interaction. Even the king's like, "Yeah, you know, sorry, fucking should have gave Billy your medal. Now you can't get the holy sword of heroes." <laughs> that's a weird. That's choice. weird. That would be. In the- I'm curious. Maybe one day I'll learn if you can go back and just re-get the silver medal. Because the boxes, I, you know, I actually, I, if you notice, you get the gold and it kind of, the shortcuts take you back right to where the silver medal is. And of course, the box is open. Does it reclose again? There's a lot of, a lot of questions about this world. I got to figure out here. <laughs> My guess is that you get it back, but you can go I do it again it. and go through it. Because it doesn't sort of get anything that special. Like, you know, it only exists in one. It's just something that you do. Well, no, because Eamon gets the Holy Sword at the beginning of the game. So, like, there's, I guess there's just a bunch of these fucking Holy Swords hanging around. He's giving them out. Like, <laughs> a, yeah. And then B, now fucking Billy's got my sword. 
They got a priest in the castle whose only job is to bless the holy swords. <laughs> the one thing he does. It's just a weird thing that is there that they, like, because I mean, I could see that, you know, fucking you over. And if you hadn't saved for a while, you're like, bullshit. Like, you just yeah. lost the sword for the rest of the game. Like, you know, most games, I feel like it's like a trick. You say yes, and, and like, Billy, would, I just totally would be like, ah, you know, it's like, ah, oh, I'm just kidding. You keep your mouth. Whatever. Because you can't. You can't even get the Holy Sword till the end, of, towards the end of the game, because you can't get it until you get your your human speech back, because you have to talk to the king. So you, yeah, exactly. you can ruin your entire run. Totally, oh, that sucks. Weird <laughs> choice. Just, yeah, that it's really kind of is. Funny though, just so bizarre. He's just sitting right there, just begging. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, weird. Totally. But I only talk to people oh, that the, the guy told me to talk to. Yeah, that too. Oh, we oh, also should mention that. In, well, in in Europe, this game is called Soleil. And then, it, mm-hmm. but they changed it when it came here. Cause I guess they yeah, thought people good. wouldn't like that. I well, know. I mean, who speaks French here? I mean, besides, you know, half of my country, who speaks French here? <laughs> oh, it's a French word. <laughs> well, I did not. Put Soleil that is French for sun. Yes. Oh, that's why your main character's default name is Corona. There you go. <laughs> Wait, we do have to make that joke. I mean, that I found that funny now. Oh, offside. You want to say Corona beer is not good. Okay. So, put that out. You heard it here um, first, folks. It's not. I've had it a couple times there, in my life, and I'm like, this is only good if you put a lime in it. If you got to put a lime into your beer to make it good, well, it's not a good beer. Corona's overrated. There's like a dozen Mexican beers that are way Yeah, better. Modelo is really good. Dolcecchi's Lager, Dolcecchi's Amber, both those are good. All good. So, anyway. so did you guys... <laughs> I just shortened his name to Coro. <laughs> oh, no, I just thought uh, it funny. Did you guys ever take... Uh, so, uh, up in the King's Room, right? You can go to the King's Room in the castle, and there's like a, like a cheetah skin rug. Yep. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you take your cheetah there he mentions it it was like this could be my relative <laughs> just like it just, i don't know that that's the kind of that's the kind of things i love in these games it's like the you you know 80 95 percent of people who play this would never would never think to do that and the game was just like fuck it like yeah it's cheetah you get one of the life apples from it I think, yeah yeah you, yeah, you, you do get, you get the life apple yeah Oh, and in the Sky Garden, I, I know it isn't, but I swear it looked like a John Lennon reference to, like, the old guy that you're talking to. that Or that, that up there, it had the glasses, like John Lennon, I, and I thought he said something about peace, and I'm like, I mean, oh, he said all I write are peace and love songs, and it just yeah, made me think I, of... I'm pretty sure that was a John Lennon reference. Oh, okay, probably, cause, yeah. Because he makes that joke in real life to Paul McCartney, he's like, all you write are silly love songs. And then yeah. he wrote a really good song called Silly Love Songs, which I like. See, again, game needs a better translation. <laughs> what do you mean? John Lennon? There's these little, there's these little gems on all over the place in here, but everything else is unintelligible. <laughs> well, I, I think, just like to I think showed, that some I guy sh- was like, hmm, this looks like, no, you know, I'll just put this in here because I got to put tech. Well, I showed Mike. Y'all may have seen it on the credits. Like, I love it. Uh, the end credits says game design. It just says all staff. Like, that's the entirety of the credits. <laughs> 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 it's like, Zero <laughs> was that a i guess they didn't really give credit at first did they to people in games like in the in the very beginning well i mean a lot of them were under uh pseudonyms right. yeah. look, look down upon uh yeah it was games it was well it was an anti-recruiting measure right they didn't want oh. they, they didn't want other companies chasing after their best people so oh. pseudonyms that's that's why in the, and it was only in in japanese games that's why you only saw you know I, I I'm trying to think of one right now. There were a few people that it was made clear that they were actually, you know, later on because they were in games and you'd see what their actual names were. Bun Bun. Yeah. <laughs> it was it one yeah. you see in a lot of Capcom games? Yeah. 
Uh, I guess I was mixing sure up was with uh, Metal Gear Solid. All the voice actors used different names because it was kind of looked down upon to do voice. Oh yeah, I could games. I could see that. Yeah, that's weird. I, huh. First, I would say I'm Metal Gear Solid changed. would be one of the games that changed that perspective. Probably. Yeah. Hey, now if you you know have a good voice actor in your game, you can go on you can go on a reward sh- award show and talk for ten minutes in front of Al Pacino oh, and make him upset. <laughs> I felt so bad for Al Pacino in that moment because the guy's like a thousand years old and they didn't give him a chair to sit on. It's just like, dude, like you're making you're making me stand here for like 10 minutes. They didn't expect Christopher Judge to talk for exactly eight minutes. No. <laughs> <Turn his> acceptance <laughs> <speech>. <laughs> uh, I like you. Look, that guy's a good actor. So that's where I know him from SG one. Ten, ten seasons I watched in like oh, three months. Yeah. I didn't know anything about him. But yeah, that's right. Stargate SG One is worth watching. It just it's yeah it's it's a lot. There's a lot of TV. It took I think it took me maybe it took me longer than three months. But I watched the entire series. I don't know if I recommend that, but I did. Oh, God, <laughs> he's in it the whole time. He doesn't leave. Like unlike the other, unlike unlike the other main characters, they both leave for a season. A couple throughout there, they're like, oh, we're done. Bye. <laughs> so, Need that paycheck. Okay. Anything else we should mention that we haven't covered yet? Probably. Not. <laughs> I mean, there's, it's there's not much there's not much the game's not very long so no, it's not. you know I just I think we've covered everything okay all right and we'll go to questions comments memories we'll have stuff to talk about from there so let's see what I got it's not loading from the official laser time community I got a couple uh, from Andy Ryan so I found this when I was in seventh grade at a local grocery store I made my poor mom rent the same copy four times over two months. So that I could beat the game because I loved it so much. I kept trying to find it to buy as a collected classic game, but as everyone knows, the price for this cart skyrocketed, and I just could never make it work. I had it through emulation, and eventually I loaded the ROM onto a donor cart. This year, my wife got me the Sega Mini Two to just so I could play this game. See, nice. I'm really happy that this game is. Oh, that's I'm, there's so many comments like that. I'm so glad about the Sega Mini Two. I'm so glad this game is available now in that in in some way because like when I posted this, I thought nobody was going to comment. And I was completely wrong. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, that's one of the things I love about the Mini 2 and the collections as well, because I know that I think hardcore collectors will complain about, like, it, it'll deplete the value of, of the physical copy, which I don't believe is true. But it, honestly, I also don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> they, you know, you're buying... The reason the game is expensive is not because it's a good game, and, and it, that goes for any of these games. The reason it's expensive is because of rarity, and it's like, okay, uh-huh. but that has nothing to do with... That shouldn't have any bearing on my ability to play it and enjoy it, so... I love that there are like, you know, and if you don't believe in emulation, which I'm not one of those people, I, I totally am down with emulation. But if you're worried about having a legit way to play it, I love that there's a legit way to actually play these things that doesn't include giving some collector thousands of dollars. Yeah, because that's just I'm also the same way. I hate the fact that like people will, you know, like because the people are also spending two thousand dollars or not. They're not playing this game. They're, they're never no. playing any of those games. They just put them on a shelf and like, hey, look what I own. Yeah. Or it's an investment. Which I don't like. So, and I mean, yeah. you know what? That's 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 their that's their right. But that's not yeah. what I want them for. I want to play it. So yeah, I mean, it just bothers me the fact a... that like people like that, like you're saying, get upset when something gets re you know re released because then it hurts. Yeah. Like you're not. That's a whole different story. Like yeah. people should be able to play this game that people make. There's this is right. a bit of a one off thing, but uh, I just found out that in the UK, the dog's name is Johnny, and now I'm fucking even more curious as how the invisible just Johnny spelled out he still says Mac. <laughs> I mean, it, what is it? I feel like it couldn't. Is it? Isn't it one one letter per room? One yeah. letter per room. So it's you can't it's spell like, Johnny with only three letters. Probably like Six one innocuous off. lines. Like, oh, my nickname is Mac. People call me that. <laughs> <laughs> one NPC in the forest six stages back mentions it. 
<laughs> Apparently in the expert course, if you cut down on the grass in a specific field, coins appear that spell out the word funk. There's <laughs> also Atlas spelled out in the sand in one place. Yeah, I was, the I was curious, about the, curious about the Atlas thing because Atlas only published it in the U.S. So, like, I'm, I'm, oh I, yeah, I'd love to go back and see because it was a Sega game elsewhere, but there aren't the same number Johnny. of letters. This is Johnny. <laughs> uh, but you low lifes can call me Johnny. <laughs> okay, from John Silverman. Uh, not even heard of it, but it looks charming. Love me some Zelda clones on Genesis. Beyond Oasis and Landstalker were amazing games. Yeah, I uh, I tried to start Beyond Oasis after this. I'm like, I think I need a break before I dive into another one of these. <laughs> I do want to play both of those someday because they they I'm trying to go back and play some of these old Genesis games that I skip. I mean, you know, like Beyond Oasis is another one that it's yeah, it's technically a Zelda clone, but it plays so different that it's mm-hmm. it's worth playing and it's animated beautifully. And what was the other game? Landstalker, which is awesome. Landstalker very different. Landstalker is awesome. Really hard to play. I played through it on stream uh, last year, the year before uh, I got through it, but the game is tough. And the biggest, biggest issue with that game is it's an isometric game. Uh-huh. But the main character doesn't cast a shadow. So you get into oh. jumping puzzles and it's oh. really hard to tell where your character is. Like Ooh. you definitely need to save state that thing because I remember I beat it legitimately back in the day and I did enjoy it. But today I do not have the patience for it. <laughs> so this is neat. Did you guys know that there was a hit book released alongside the game that you had yeah. to mail in? Absolutely and not. No, no online scan of it exists, according to Wikipedia. Wow. It's, it itself is a, is a rare collector's item. Yeah, and the problem is the rare collectors that have are like, hey, I'm not scanning this online. Yeah, I'm not going to ruin the value. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I fucking hate that. I really do. I own a, I own a few rare PS2 games, but like, I don't own them because they're valuable. I own them because I bought them and I played them and I just don't care. I don't want to sell them. Yeah. I'm assuming Shadow Hearts has some value. I don't know. Well, I'm sure somebody will gladly sell it to you on eBay for thousands of dollars. 2500 2, bucks. Apparently, I would have told you to bribe the cheetahs. You can win easier. <laughs> yeah, because you talk to him. He says, I'll, I'll, the, the rabbit, oh, he says the rabbit uh, gives me two, uh, two coins for every 10 he makes. So I'll cheat. So I'll you can bribe me and I'll, I'll I'll run slow. I just raced that asshole and I got yep. kind of close like the second time and then was no I mean I'd never it can be no close. Uh huh. But I just find it funny that it has that joke in there like you know the whole like the whole boss meme thing like yeah uh, my boss makes ten dollars for every dollar I make so I shit on the clock or something like that that meme that goes around. Yeah, yeah. boss That's makes a dollar I make a dime so I put yeah. yep. company time. <laughs> it's only eight, it's only eight hundred dollars for the used hint book, so um, oh, let me grab my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could you could use that on Marvel Snap and get ten cards, maybe in, in some ten in ten bucks. Hey, what a bargain! <laughs> okay. right. From another comment from Stephanie McKeon, I remember seeing a few in KB stores well after Genesis was relevant. Had me thinking KB was selling KO video games, but because I never heard of his title in any magazine. I'm not sure what KO means. All right, let's see. Knock off. KO. Oh, Knock off. thank you. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Okay, and I got a few comments from Giant Bomb. Uh, first from Daniel Jones. Is this on any of the se- of the Genesis collection? The it's on the two. Genesis Mini 2. <laughs> Before that? Nope. Which again, I don't I mean, think so. Maybe it is, but I don't, I don't not. think so. Don't um, but also, like, just how many, I mean, think about how many Sega Genesis collections we got over the course, like in the PS2 era, the 360 era, I think. I mean, we got, but this game never got re-released until the Mini 2. Mm-hmm. Just weird to me. It's on the game. Phone. It should be. I mean, my phone Genesis collection. <laughs> when did when did when did because isn't Atlas and Sega and everything under the Sammy umbrella now? Like when did that happen? 
Maybe that's why we're starting to see it up here. Oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't know about that either. Mm. It was before Persona 5, but I don't think it was terribly long ago. Yeah, I don't think it was that much further back, though. Yeah. Okay. From Scott Johnson, I first heard about it from the gaming historian video he did on YouTube. I haven't had a chance to play it, but it looked pretty cool. From Simon Hedlund, I keep getting stuck early on, but it seemed like good shit that deserved more recognition. <laughs> That's a back of the box quote. Yeah. <laughs> From like Cody Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> developers like, we think it's good shit. Who knows? <laughs> okay. From Edward McGowan. It, it was actually one of my favorite games I played growing up. Anything to get my Zelda-like fix. I actually looked it up a few years ago because I wanted to see if I could get it on Modern Machine to replay, but couldn't find anything at the time. I mean, you can, just other ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I was, uh, from Jason B., I was a, S- a SNES kid and never heard of it until the Genesis Mini 2 was announced, and it was revealed it was one of the games on it. That is a good thing, as it's one of the most expensive Genesis cartridges out there. <laughs> that is great true. <laughs> great true, what the hell? Uh, from <laughs> Chris Murray, those late-era Genesis games never got any attention. Yep. <laughs> I don't, didn't Comic Zone come out the same year, and it's, like, on everything? I yeah, but that, that was, was just, that was Sega first party. Yeah, that right. The game sucks. What? It's hard. It does That's why it sucks. Suck. I, I if a game is too hard for me to like, okay, if I get hurt while I'm hitting the enemy that I have to hit, I don't like your game. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I okay. I played Comic Zone so many times over the years. I remember playing it in Sears, but I've never beaten it. Even when I cheated, like I've just never gotten through that game yet. One day. It does look cool though. There's some invincibility cheat. Oh, okay. Maybe one day I'll play it then. <laughs> And from Jerome Castro, I only saw it in magazines. Has a great Sonic cameo, though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it has a Sonic cameo. Uh, it's got it. All right. And then from the last group that I'm going to read from, I'm from Sega Genesis group. I got, I'm not reading all these. But I got, I got a lot, actually. I was surprised. People had a lot to say. And I'm like, really? Here's a good one from Jake Black. I loved it. It was short, but good. Reminded me a little of Willow, which is the NES game, which I've never played. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, I see that. That's a good game. I, I recommend that game. I want to try it. I didn't even know it existed until I think I was watching a speed run of it last year. And I'm like, oh, I should play this one day. Has very little to do with the movie. That's fine. There's not that much. The movie's okay. (laughs) I just apparently watched it for the first time last week. And I hadn't realized I'd never seen the whole movie before. I have a really soft spot for that movie. And my my oldest daughter is sort of into the same kind of like fantasy and films that I am. So it's like, oh, we're going to watch Willow. You're going to love it. And we watched it, and she was like, mm, it was okay. I was like, man, <laughs> you're grounded. <laughs> and Get from out. Dave Goodwill, it's known as Soleil over here. Crap name, I feel. I actually prefer the U.S. name. My dad rented this out back in the day. It's always been one I loved and hoped to finish one day. Got really far on it in the 90s, but got stuck, and there were no guides to refer to. Should have got an $800 hint guide. <laughs> <laughs> what a chomp. <laughs> okay. Uh, from Matthew McKinney, I was playing it on my EverDrive, and I really liked it. I got a little bored of it and stopped playing, but I do play a little now and then. All right. Oh, from Dallas Rice, I'd like to try it out someday. I collect Zelda clones, and since since that franchise is one of my top favorites. You should okay, try this Matt, out. Matt Fair as well. Way more animation, but fewer colors than its SNES equivalents. Classic Genesis. I can't tell <laughs> if that's a... I can't tell if that's an insult or a compliment. <laughs> I don't. I, it sounds like an insult to me. To me, yeah. but you're right. Those... Bit, the colors are a bit muted, I guess, compared to like a you know, Link to the Past yeah. or something. Well, it was fine. Yeah, I, I thought. Fine. I mean, I didn't have any fine. issues with the graphic at all or the sound in this game when the sound was on. You know what? Let's talk about the sound for a minute because I felt like that it was kind of all over the place because I really liked the tunes. But you go into some areas where it's like, oh, this really sounds great. And then you go into another area where it got that really harsh Genesis 
sound <laughs> going. It's like, uh, yeah, and it's like, ooh, that's a little. I'm gonna turn the speaker down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, some of them are kind of dissonant. There's like, so like the uh, the overworld theme. Like I kind of hum it. I'm literally humming in my head, like taking out my pig this morning. Like, but <laughs> there's uh, you're in the forest, um, one of the early forest, and I just kept thinking it sounds like a casino. Yeah, like. They were like oddly dissonant, like they didn't match the area they were in, even though I did kind of overall kind of like the tunes. Yeah, it was a good soundtrack overall, but I agree with you. I feel like I summed it up pretty well in the group chat that they're really catchy tunes, but they're not really memorable. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, and we you also get chased by you can get chased by bees in this game that look like the one from Link to the Past, but you can't hit them because your sword sucks. You can hit them. When you get lucky. Yeah. I couldn't hit them for the life of me. They don't damage you. They just push you around. So I just kind of let them push me until they finally just gave up and left. Oh, okay. I, I, did, I thought they hurt you. I wasn't paying enough attention, I guess. They can hurt you. I think the whole key to them is like, especially in the, the Sky Palace or whatever it's called, you come across a lot of them when you're standing on thin platforms. They'll all knock mm-hmm. you off into the void. Ah, yep. So they hurt you that way, but they don't damage you. They will okay. pick you up and carry you around up mm-hmm. like at one point. Just like They're a real life. Down. Just They're like a real bee. <laughs> so, this game taught know. me a lot about animals between armadillos and bees. <laughs> <laughs> and the cheetahs can be bought. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever in the savannah, if you're ever in the savannah and cornered by a cheetah, just give him 20 bucks and he'll, uh, 20 he'll look the other way. <laughs> Oh god, that reminds me of a, and one of the other episodes we did. I think it's Shadow of the Tomb Raider. We talked about cheetahs and how they how 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 well they can murder you and things. Oh yeah, because Cody, one of my guests on on the show frequently, he's a big animal guy because he works on a ranch and some. We always get drunk and talk about animals, and I think we had a whole thing even about cheetah jaguar, but how quickly they can murder you. Sounds about right. It, sh- it should have been a hedgehog. We've already got Sonic. Let's make make it a hedgehog. Make yeah. it faster. Yeah, that would have been cool. Why can't the armadillo be mighty? I mean, why can't you just give him a red stripe? Just, you know, you already got Sonic. Just make him fit in the right sprite, and I would have been happy. Mike, you can yet? float in midair. What more do you want from an armadillo? <laughs> just like Knuckles. <laughs> you know, for the longest time, I wanted a kidna. I thought they were the coolest thing, and then I found out they're, they don't look very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're Hedgehogs red, are adorable, fly. though. Oh, fucking Knuckles is one of my favorite characters ever. Especially when I was a kid, he was. Okay, a few more I want to read. Let's see here. Oh, from Jeff Kennedy, never before the price is an utter propped up scam, but I now have the mini oh. two it's in there. I'll get to it. Yep. <laughs> Here's another Gosh, one about pricing from Toby Bradford. I just had a look at the pricing on eBay. Why is the Genesis version much more expensive compared to the Mega Drive version? Because I assume because the Genesis version is rarer. Yeah. All right. I think that's that's all I want to read. So that'll bring us to our last segment, Shelf Stacker Box. And Mike, why don't you go first? I'm going to keep it vague because these other two gentlemen will say it better than I will. But it does a lot of unique things, a lot of different. It tries a lot of different things. Some of them don't work. Some of them do. But it was ultimately pretty fun. I'm glad I finally got around to it. So I will put it in the stack. Okay. Uh, what about you, Greg? I forget what shelf means. <laughs> shelf means you really like it. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I would I would put it on the shelf. Uh, but for the same reasons, really, it. I think it's a pretty game. I think it does some really interesting things. Again, it's not always successful, but it's experimental. And so it's it's pretty it's pretty unique. I mean, I, I don't remember playing anything too similar. Plus, you know, I won't put it on the shelf because I want people to know that I own a game that's worth thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you actually own this? No. 
Okay, I, would, I wouldn't <laughs> no. be surprised if maybe you had it no. in your collection. No, I, I, I was like I said, I'd moved on. I have 32x games from '95, and I have Saturn games from '95. I don't have a whole lot of Genesis games from '95. The more, whenever I hear you talk about Saturn, I keep thinking how I need to one day play Saturn. Like I have never played. Oh, you're killing me. Any Saturn games? I know I want to. It's just that you can't emulate shining, it that well. Shining Wisdom is on Saturn. Yeah, don't play Shining Wisdom, but there are a lot of great Shining or Saturn games. <laughs> no, it's on my list. It's, I mean, because I don't. Is there is there a Sega Saturn emulation? Saturn emulation has gotten really good, actually. I, I forget what the best one is. I have a Polymega, and the Polymega emulation is is quite good. Okay, but I would need real cart- real discs for that then. So yes, that's true. Uh, that's not happening. So <laughs> I, I realize now what I just said is not helpful, but I'm just saying. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I do at some point I do want to play because I I'm trying to go back and play like and that's one of the systems that I have like no the only thing I ever remember of Sega Saturn is a or the only experience I had is a friend of mine had it and we played Virtual Cop like once and that there's was a my lot of memory the of best it. the best thing about the Saturn is the Saturn has a fantastic library and nobody played it so mm-hmm. like. <laughs> And I'm being totally honest, like what I love is someone who was a big Saturn fan back in the day and would I I would be the guy at the rental store telling you it's better than the PlayStation. But (laughs) the best thing about it is someone who did experience those games back then is watching people discover all the great games on that system. Now, that's the coolest part, because there are some really good games in that system. I always wanted to play Clockwork Night. The the magazine ads made it look cool. There are some really good games on the system and Clockwork Night. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I've only ever played one Sega CD game too, which was Snatcher. So uh, yeah, there's some good stuff play. on that too, but it's not as strong as the Saturn. Yeah, just systems that I missed, unfortunately, and on my list to go back to some Dreamcast. I've only played one Dreamcast game too, and that was because of Mike. Cannon Spike. Uh, yep. Cannon Spike <laughs> rules. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the only Dreamcast game I ever actually played and beat. Yeah, I love that's strange. the only Dreamcast game that's been on this show. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> so, someday I'll play more. All right, and Blake, what about you? I'm putting mine on eBay. Sorry, guys, I'm taking the money. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's tough, man. Probably the box, like, but like, maybe not in the box. Maybe I'll put it in the attic so like I can see it every now and then. I don't want it at the bottom of the box. You know what I mean? But I want to see it every every couple months. Like, yeah, I played that. I, I think. I think honestly, like at at the time, if if I played it new, it's 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 good. Maybe even you know a really good game. But like with the benefit of retrospect and everything, it's just that it's too unpolished to hit to hit like the potential that that is there. You know what I mean? What so could like, have been? But what could have been would put it on the on the stack. But what is, I think, unfortunately, goes in the box. I Hopefully think you're just trying to avoid been. the stack because it's the silver medal, and you're still heard about billy <laughs> i'm 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 a little i'm a i'm a little upset about it i'm not gonna lie to you because <laughs> i have to go back and try like more of my life is now devoted to fucking billy so, and his theft of my silver medal you gotta play the I'm other version find out if it's johnny in the sky or not so many questions <laughs> this is like not the a- silent, two, silent hill 2 episode where we <laughs> unravel the whole story after the fact <laughs> all right now i'll go last I'm a little torn because I feel like I want to put it on on the on the shelf. The more we've been talking about it, but I because I also played this game like two weeks ago at this point, or even maybe yeah, two, two or almost three weeks ago. So I don't remember it as well, and my memory is more fonder. But I want to say that I think my experience would have been stacked because I, I had fun, I enjoyed it, but I, I don't ever need to play it again. It's not something that I I don't think I would. I mean, I don't know if I tell that many people like, oh, you need to go play this. But 
it was still a good game. I mean, it's a really good game, and I'm really glad I got to experience it. But I think I'll put it in the stack. I like how you said that talking about it's made you want to put it in the stack. But or the no, talking about me want to put it in the shell because yeah. we've had. I mean, but, yes, I know we bitch, but we were bitching <laughs> in, we, on, in earnest. <laughs> we spent it wasn't like we were of the episode complaining. <laughs> it was like fun complaining. It wasn't like oh, this is garbage. Uh, it was more like this is hilarious. It's only because we love you, Santi. We promise. Uh-huh. It's game. that polished turd kind of garbage. Yeah, not like Lagoon garbage, okay? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that game is absolute garbage. <laughs> I do not. But no, this sorry, is... <laughs> sorry, Lagoon fans. Are there I any? Apologize to both of you. Hey, when they, in, say, in, in games, my mom and I came, in uh, games done quick, they have it as in the awful block when they ever they play it. <laughs> Excellent. So I think that should uh, right there say its name. That might be worth watching. Someone that actually knows how to play it. Mm, it's okay. I've seen it. All right, and I should mention what we're what I'm going to be talking about next week. Next week, I'm going to be playing Mirror's Edge. For the first time. Nice. We'll be talking about that. Ooh, nice. It's a, good, it's a good one. And I wonder if Faith will be on my top 10 women in gaming if I write an article. All right, Blake? <laughs> Ooh. She wouldn't be. But. She wouldn't be. Wow. Just to make that joke. Uh, back when we did, I, I know at some point, Blake, you wrote an article and you put her in your top 10 list and you don't know why, you said. Yeah, I, I, I reread my own article. I was like, what is she doing here? <laughs> I, I obviously <laughs> just played Mirror's Edge. and was like, she's such a blank protagonist the, the game is fun though so i, I hope yeah. you enjoy it uh, you'll hear all about that next week <laughs> all right and greg where can people find you at you can find me on twitter at seward s-e-w-a-r-t on youtube at greg seward greg s-e-w-a-r-t and every week on the player one podcast closing in on our 900th episode so wow. you know we've been doing it a while we're gonna get good at it one of these days uh, <laughs> please come listen <laughs> oh dude just um, yeah okay <laughs> if you if you enjoyed this episode uh, there's over 400 other episodes you go check out. Go check out our giant catalog. We do games, movies, comic, TV seasons. I, we do whatever the hell I convince people to talk with me about. So definitely go check out that giant catalog. Uh, if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. Right now, we, the poll is science fiction movies Mike has never seen. Blade Runner, Children of Men, Tron, and Ghost in the Shell, the animated version, not the Scrabble Hands version, because I have to sell that in theaters, of course. Uh-huh. So you can go vote in that. And for this month, we do have a sponsor. So if you want to if you want to help support the show also, you can go buy tumblers uh, from Angel's Tipsy Tumblers. You see the link in the show notes. You can go buy from her. She makes tumblers and all sorts of other different things. So definitely go check out her website, please. And there's a code, uh, GAMES2023. You'll save 10%. So go check that out. And please follow our Discord. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasper. You can follow her on TikTok. She's TikTok famous now. This is awesome. And go tell her I sent you. And then she'll send me a, a thing and she'll send me a picture of it. It makes me happy. So I'll go do that. And also want to give a shout out to Bill Tucker, who started his own podcast, Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. He's still in the process for the last, like, what, four months, Mike, covering Zelda or something like that, it feels something like. Something like that. <laughs> Going through all the Zelda games. I've been on the show a few times now with interviews for him. But <laughs> so definitely go check him out. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.